0: You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit narcissismfree.com or pathbacktoself.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia And today we're going to talk about forgiveness again I've talked about forgiveness quite a lot because it's such an important topic and it comes up over and over and over again it's so easy to be confused about what forgiveness is. I've been doing some traveling, which is why you might not have seen me for a while. I have had a podcast from me, although I do often intend to podcast from the road. Things happen out there and um, I'm, I'm in my truck camper. So sometimes it's just too noisy, windy, whatever. We had a lot of winds here in Arizona, so. It was really difficult for me to find the solitude and the space to produce a podcast. So I'm back. And, you know, I've had several things come up for me that brought me to a new level of forgiveness. One of them is the day that I was packing up my camper to take my trip, I was looking for some pillowcases to put on the pillows in my camper and I found these flannel pillowcases that I hadn't used in quite a while and they matched my decor so I grabbed them and when I grabbed the pillowcases a note um, fell out from my most recent ex-boyfriend uh two years ago we broke up so it's been in the pillowcase for two years. Last year, I found another note from him in a set of flannel sheets. So I don't know what he was thinking, but likely, you know, if I were to jump over and be in his mind, it would be well, she can't hear me now. Maybe she'll hear me later, maybe in the winter when she goes for her flannel sheets because we broke up in the spring ironically, I didn't go for my flannel sheets right away. And it took quite a long time for me to get each one of those notes. And each one of those notes were timely. Now they weren't they weren't bad notes. They weren't notes putting me down. They were, you know, in a sense, they were notes that um, acknowledged me and the relationship. And the note that fell out of my flannel pillowcase basically said that, um, I'm just going to interpret it as it wasn't my fault (laughs) that things went the way they did, that he wasn't judging me or blaming me for what happened. He was just having a difficult time bridging fantasy with reality. So the fantasy of who he believed that I was in the beginning, with the reality of who I who I was. And um, I knew that to be true, of course, I think, in some ways, we all do that. And I've talked about that, too, we all create these fantasies of who somebody is. And then when we find out who they really are, who's underneath the fantasy, we can be disappointed. And, you know, it's not, of course, it's not the other person's fault. Sometimes that fantasy is he's going to rescue me or make me happy, or she's going to be that woman that takes care of me in every way. Unlike my mother, there can be so many fantasies that we create that really project Onto the other person, these unrealistic expectations, and you know we we do this too. Um, when I say we, a lot of people who come here and listen to my podcast are people who have been in toxic and abusive relationships, people that have been in narcissistic relationships or relationships with narcissistic people or in relationships with the borderline people. And, you know, it's a a pretty crazy making dynamic, but we too project fantasies onto that person. And, you know, sure, there's love bombing. There is that person putting their best foot forward and um, doing all the right things and saying all the right things, which help us to create a fantasy of who we believe this person is, or who we want to believe that this person is. And when we find out what the truth is, that that person's narcissistic, that they don't really care about us, that they have other men or women on the side or whatever it is, we're disappointed. And It just gets more and more disappointing until the relationship finds a way to end. We're often like I was at the time that that my ex probably wrote those notes. I was practicing what I preach. Get out of my life. No contact. I have nothing to say to you. Anything I say doesn't make any difference anyway. There's no way to resolve this. Um, If I attempt to have another conversation with you, it's just going to end badly. Therefore, I'm cutting off all communication. And that's where I was two years ago. And I felt good about that decision because of my experience. It seemed like the best thing for me to do under those circumstances. And life went on. And I healed to the best of my ability and went on with my life and then out of the blue, here's another note. It's like, in a sense, it's almost like he came back into my life without coming back into my life. And some of you may have had those kind of experiences where you might find something that reminds you of that person or a note that they wrote many years ago, or you might even get a text message or communication out of the blue. And that's what happened also in a relationship that I'd had over 11, probably 11 years ago, he popped up out of the blue and was interested in connecting with me again. And of course, at first it was like, no, no, no. But some some things happened, and I ended up connecting with him on my trip. He was traveling to the area, and we ended up meeting up and i don't know i was just following my intuition i was following my instincts around that 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 there was something i needed from that communication or reunion or whatever you want to call it and so i had these two experiences one the day i was packing up to leave the day i was leaving actually and then when i was out on the road so as i was driving back home, I realized that there were a couple really big forgiveness opportunities here for me. And they're with people I believed I'd already forgiven. Because, you know, I always talk about forgiveness being the ultimate cord cutting. Like when we forgive somebody, we, in a sense, are saying, I'm not giving you any more of my energy. I'm not I'm not going to stay tied to you through my anger, my rage, my feelings of injustice, or whatever it is that has kept me tied to you, whoever you is. And so in a sense, we're cutting those cords, we're cutting those psychic cords, those emotional cords, those sexual cords, everything that kept us connected or tied to that person. Well, you probably know this is not a quick and easy process. It takes time to cut those cords. Um, of course I do cut cord cutting ceremonies with people through hypnosis and we have some really amazing results with that, but you have to be proactive when it comes to forgiving. And when it comes to cutting cords, this isn't something somebody's just going to wave a magic wand over you and it's all better. You, in some ways, we all, I'm not going to say you, I'm not pointing fingers, but we all draw these experiences and these relationships into our life for a reason. Whether it's a season, reason, or a lifetime, we bring these situations in and we need to learn something from that. We need to learn how to be a better, stronger person, how to have stronger boundaries, how to listen to our intuition, how to trust ourselves, how to love ourselves, whatever it is that you need to learn from your experience learning and integrating these lessons is part of the forgiveness experience. Forgiveness isn't something that just happens one time or happens overnight. For most people. It's a process. And if you follow uh, scripture, Jesus in the Bible says, forgive 70 times seven and basically my interpretation of that is there's a whole lot involved in forgiveness you're not just doing it once 70 times seven that's pretty significant so that means you're forgiving over and over and over and you're going through these layers of forgiveness kind of like peeling away the layers of an onion you are going through layer after layer and each layer you get an opportunity to look at, at something and to forgive it and let it go. And what I found with forgiveness, um, usually when it's in relationship with somebody that you know or have known or have loved, family member, whoever it is, a, a significant other, an ex, that there's so much we have to learn about ourselves through these relationships And the more that we can integrate these lessons, the more that that forgiveness happens automatically. So the real work is, of course, with ourselves. It's not just sitting there going, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. That I don't think is very effective. It's good to put out an intention. My intention is to forgive and to let go because that gets your spirit on the right path you start heading down the right road but when you just try to forgive when you try to force it it's so much more challenging and difficult and it may not happen for you so the real work is to ask yourself those really important questions why did i get involved In this relationship, if it's a significant other relationship, a romantic relationship from your past. Why did I choose this? Because in reality, we all choose it. Even if that person chooses us and is aggressive and assertive and comes towards us, we still say yes or no. Why did I say yes? Why did I choose this? What did I want from this? What did I expect this relationship to do for me? Why was I so disappointed when it didn't do what I expected it to do for me? So there's all those really important questions that will lead you to the lesson. You know, I I didn't love myself enough. I thought this was the best I could do. Or, you know, in my my case, it wasn't that. I had developed sufficient self-love prior to my last relationship. And it was my sufficient self love that allowed me to say, no, this this isn't okay. I can't allow this to continue. So that's what brought me to the doorway of of creating an ending to that relationship because I loved myself enough to not tolerate um, what I felt to be abusive behavior, disrespectful neglectful, things like that. So I loved myself sufficiently, but there were some things, if I'm to be really honest with myself in the beginning that I overlooked because I wanted to overlook them, because I didn't want to see the truth, because for me, the fantasy was greater than the reality. And so in the end, I have to take responsibility for that I engaged in that fantasy, I wanted to believe that this relationship had all that potential and the promise that I think each one of us believed that it had. And in the end I just had to be honest with myself and and admit that for me it was a fantasy too. It wasn't it wasn't a healthy dynamic. And because my intention and my goal is to have healthy, nurturing, loving, respectful relationships with others, I cannot allow people into my life who are Abusive, disrespectful, uncaring, neglectful. I have to have my boundaries around that. And that is one thing that I learned. When the note came back in two years later, there was a softening that happened for me. And a lot of my clients experience this softening when they start to go into forgiveness and they're afraid of it because that softening of the heart can mean for them I'm vulnerable I'm exposed and I'm going to allow that person back in and although that risk is there that's not what forgiveness is about forgiveness is not about allowing that person back in in some cases, that might happen. You know, it depends on the circumstances. If it's a family member that you fight with all the time and you both are able to resolve and get back to a good place, or you can just accept that there's some limitations there, but they're family and you're not going to avoid your entire family because of the limitations of this person. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons we might choose to still interact with somebody. You know, I have had some interactions with ex boyfriends that I was really hurt by because after a period of time, it's just gone. I don't feel anything anymore. I don't feel anger or any of the feelings that I had, it doesn't mean that I go back into that relationship in the capacity that I did. But if I run into them on the street, I might have a conversation. Or in the case of this person that I met up with on the road. I wanted to see something about myself. I wanted to know something about myself and I did learn a lot about myself because in that relationship we began as friends and we were friends for an entire year before we got intimately involved And I believed because he was in my life for an entire year and was always calling me and we were always doing things together and always hanging out together. And when I left for two months on a trip, he shed some tears and said he was going to miss me. I truly believed that he cared about me and loved me. And so when I got back, we connected on a deeper level and ended up getting intimate. And things got a little strange after that. And he went away to a, uh, a retreat out of the country. And he had invited me to go with him. And I said, no, this is for you. You go. And he went and he met a woman on the trip. And brought her back with him. And rather than contacting me and saying, you know what, I met somebody on the trip that I want, that I'm interested in, Um, I had to find it out through friends that he had fallen in love with this woman on his trip and brought her back with him. And I was just, Devastated, not because I was so in love with him, but because I trusted him because I thought we were friends, because I believed that he cared about me and that wasn't a caring thing to do. So there was a part of me that's like, Okay, where are you contacting me after all these years? What do you want? And I wanted to, in a sense, give him that opportunity to maybe have his own learning or his own growth about what happened. Now, I wouldn't always recommend it, but I was so over it. I I just, I was over it, but there was a part of me that hadn't fully forgiven. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we believe that person's going to come forth and take full responsibility and say, you know what, I was an idiot. You were a great person. And I let you go. And um, my relationship, that relationship for this man in my past lasted seven years. So it wasn't a short term relationship, but it ended. And um, he contacts me afterwards. I think he's been trying to contact me for probably ever since that relationship broke up. But I finally agreed to meet with him. And there was no talk about what happened. He didn't bring it up. And neither did I. I just knew that nothing would ever come from this, that nothing would ever happen again because I no longer trust it. And that is was part of my forgiveness in a sense. It's like, I can forgive you. I can let you go completely, but I could never trust you again because if you, did that once and you don't even know what you did or you can't even take responsibility for it for hurting me then you will do it again and again you will not take responsibility for hurting me and it's really my responsibility ultimately to prevent myself from being hurt by people from my past who have shown me who they are. It's my responsibility to prevent that from happening again. I can't hand that responsibility over to that person. Because I know most of you know that there's certain personality types who who don't think they're doing anything wrong. They don't realize they're being hurtful. I had an experience with an ex uh, from, from way back, and I remember telling a girlfriend of mine, it's so hurtful. What he's doing is so hurtful. And she said to me, I don't think he realizes he's being hurtful. And she wasn't giving him a pass. She wasn't saying what he was doing was okay. She was just helping me to understand that in his mind, his behavior was just what he wanted to do. It didn't have anything to do with me. And that was probably the case with this man who fell in love when he took a trip to a retreat. He was just following his own heart or whatever he wanted to do. And wasn't thinking about how I might be affected. He didn't feel any sense of obligation to me or any responsibility to even call me up and say hey listen this is what's going on and so I did the thing I I usually do practice what I preach I cut him off I wouldn't talk to him I actually told him where to go I did call him and tell him where to go I left a message on his phone and I wouldn't talk to him for years and After a while, that energy, and I think this is really important, especially when we learn no contact and we go no contact, which is a really important piece to regaining ourselves, to healing ourselves. There comes a time, though, that that energy, that block energy, is a block in our own heart. And we've got to find a way to forgive that and let it go, It's almost like we're dissolving the block to our heart, but we're keeping our boundaries in place, which is how far am I going to let you come back in? And our boundaries of I'm not letting you back in, I'm not letting you close, that is the result of that experience. So that affects both of us. Sure, this person probably wants to come in closer, wants wants to revive what once was without realizing, you know, I don't know, we didn't have that conversation, but um, I don't know what his intention is. I don't know what he wanted from me. But because of our past, because of the way that he treated me, that's what I remember. and. I cannot allow him back in, in the capacity that he was, but I can forgive him and I can forgive his negligence, stupidity, whatever you want to call it, hurtfulness, narcissism, whatever it is, it's like I can forgive it. That's just who he is. But I have my boundary. And I cannot allow people who would treat me with such disregard to come back in. So the forgiveness piece is, has to do with dissolving that that hard block, that hardened heart where every time I hear from him, it's like, well, F you, I want nothing to do with you. I'm not responding. And that serves us for a time. It's good for us to do that for a time. And sometimes it's good for us to do that eternally because we need to, you know, if we have any weakness in us still and we don't know how to have those boundaries if that person comes back in, then we shouldn't, allow them in, in any way. We shouldn't even have a conversation with them if we are not strong enough to have that conversation. In my case, I had the opportunity to put up a boundary that says, no, this is it. This is as far as you're coming. I had the opportunity to put that boundary into place. And that was necessary for my healing. That helped me to go the next level, to feel good, to feel like I've taken my power back from that situation that happened 11 years ago. I took my power back, I put my boundary up and I dissolved the heart block, that part of me that couldn't love him anymore because it wasn't safe. What I found is I could love who he was, that dear friend that I thought he was at the time, that I could love him in a different way and release that heart block. And that's what I found also when I found that note from my ex of two years ago, that I could resolve that heart block, that part that was so rigid and tense and tight around my heart that I couldn't let it melt for fear that I would be too vulnerable and allow him back in. But you know what I found is that I have to trust that part of myself that wouldn't let that happen. We have to trust that we have learned something from this. Some of my clients are like, well, how do I know that I won't, you know, if he contacts me again, that I won't let him back in? Well, with a lot of my clients, I've walked through through their healing process with them for so long, it's like, I don't think you could allow that to happen again because the pain was so intense for you that your body remembers that pain and it associates or connects that person with that level of pain So you're not gonna trust them again because you're going to associate that person with that level of pain. But it doesn't mean that you can't love them with your heart, that you can open your heart to the love that you felt with that person. You just have to have the boundary that says, no, this is as far as you get to come in. Or it might be this is as far as you get to come in. Not at all. It really depends on the situation and the person. You know, I'm not, just because of my own experience, I'm not a believer that no contact has to be a lifetime. Sometimes that's appropriate. If a person's super violent or something, yeah, you don't want to give them any any room at all but i have met with ex-boyfriends and feel like i've resolved whatever remained unresolved with them so that my heart could take that piece back so i could reintegrate that piece that i felt was missing or lost because of that relationship i could heal it i could reintegrate it and experience greater love within myself because I no longer had a heart block attached to that person. But I also had um, self-love that would say, you know, you blew it. You blew it. You don't get another chance. And anybody who comes back to you For any reason whatsoever who contacts you that just says hey you know I was just thinking about you and what a good time we had and. Just would love to reconnect and have a conversation with you or whatever if somebody from your past comes back in that wants to come back in the door, you have to assess where you're at with that person. and make a decision. For your own healing for what's best for you some of my clients have made the choice to get together with coffee for coffee or something with somebody that's five years in the past sometimes we might ask the question why would we do that and it's really would be a personal reason it might be just a completion, a closure that maybe you didn't find five years ago. It might be a piece that you have to reintegrate that that got lost in that relationship. There could be a lot of reasons that seeing that person could be healing for you. But if you go into it with the idea that this person may have had an aha or have changed That's not very likely. And once in a while, you know, like I had an ex-boyfriend from way, way back. And that when we got together, we did get together again. And we spent a little time together. And we talked and laughed and talked about how things used to be. And and he goes, I was a real asshole, wasn't I? And I'm like, yes, you were. (laughs) It was great. Because he was able to grab that, but he still hadn't changed. You know, I could see he was um, the same person he always was, but he did see that part of himself by, by talking to me and listening to me and having enough interest to understand uh, how I perceived him or how I saw our relationship. So there are so many layers to forgiveness, and we just have to remember that forgiveness is the ultimate cord cutting. It is the ultimate letting go to where we are letting go completely of any attachment to that person. We are, in a sense, letting go of that bonding to that person when it's an ex-partner we're just letting go and reclaiming the love that we felt in that relationship and reintegrating it back into our heart and that makes us more loving for the people who truly deserve our love that helps us to grow and be brighter and lighter and happier and more joyful because we don't have all that energy in the past with all that wounding and all the broken hearts and all the times that we were hurt and all the narcissists that we have been involved with. Those narcissists are, they're just people who, see things from a completely different perspective and it's not a good perspective to be in a relationship with as you know but sometimes I see narcissists as just ignorant just so naive they just forgive them father for they know not what they do they're completely oblivious oftentimes you know not to say there aren't a few that know exactly what they're doing but But oftentimes, they're just so oblivious. And I think that's been mostly the case with my relationships. They were just oblivious. And so I forgive them for being oblivious. And I'm not going to let them have any piece of my soul, my heart, my mind. I'm taking it all back. And to me, that's the ultimate forgiveness because I can completely let them go, let them have their own experience of life, reclaim those parts of myself that I might have left behind or that might have gotten stuck in those moments of time and move forward as my whole happy, joyful self. So I hope this has been helpful for you and that you were able to gleam some understanding from this in your own process of forgiveness. If you would like to learn more about my work, schedule a counseling or hypnotherapy session, a cord cutting, anything to help you in your own process, you can contact me at narcissismfree.com or pathbacktoself.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.